The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Insight, Living with Vitality, provided by Melissa Alexander. If you are one of the many individuals who are living with emotional, physical, and spiritual blockages, it's time to clean that life up. In this program, you'll learn about choices you can make and breakthroughs available to help you choose a better path and, more importantly, live a life of vitality. Now, here is your host, Melissa Alexander. Good, wonderful morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for your weekly dose of insight. I am your host, Melissa Alexander, and here with me is my featured guest, Galen Holmes. He is the general manager of the Campus Fitness Center here in bustling Marlboro, Massachusetts. His center is exclusive to the lucky employees of a multi-business industrial office park. Visit Galen's website at Campus fitnesscenter.com to learn more about him, his programs, and for inspiration to get your body moving. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your expertise. Oh, thanks for having me, Melissa. It's a really exciting time of year in the health and fitness industry and really excited to have a chance just to, uh, to share some insights and hopefully everybody leaves with, you know, one or two things that they can, you know, put right into practice right away to help make themselves a little healthier this year. Yes, and of course, with uh, everyone's New Year's resolutions uh, being in place, I'm sure you're just incredibly busy. Everyone's coming in, all these new goals. Um, And when we first met back in uh, December of 2016, I didn't realize myself how little I knew about fitness equipment, about exercising properly, and how to maximize my personal time at the gym. I thought that by just pressing those buttons and following the prompts was enough to call that my workout for the day. (laughs) But that method doesn't make progress, nor achieve those goals, whether it's a New Year's resolution or for something exciting that might be coming up this year. It is so much more than that. When it comes to your client base, who are within a very demanding healthcare and diagnostics field, their time is limited. How do you accommodate their needs for efficiency and their need for results? Well, it's a great question. And, you know, certainly this time of year, we are, you know, extremely busy uh, with all the New Year's resolutioners. And, uh, you know, the goal every year, you know, people certainly come and people go. Our objective every year is as we work with people, we try to, you know, create some good habits and and get them to maintain those habits over the course of not only the entire year, but over the course of their lifetime. Um, I think the biggest thing, too, with, you know, being here at an office park, it's a corporate fitness center. And we people are certainly busy with work and, you know, trying to balance that in addition to busy personal and family lives and social things going on. You know, it definitely the need to um, find efficient solutions, I think, is a really good way to put it for people to help them work, you know, toward their goals. You know, but it all starts with, you know, the initial consultation and finding out what is it that people want to do you know, and, and finding out what their resources are, what they're able to commit for for time and what kind of support that they have. That's really the key because from then, 
from that point, you can go and you can work with them on maybe modifying their goals if they have maybe have a goal that's a little bit too lofty for what they have for resources, you know, or maybe even help them push their goal a little bit further, you know. But the big thing, too, like you said, about pushing buttons and things, it's, you know, that um, uh, the culture now where everything's like an app. You know, people want to do everything on an app and they want to push a button and get a result. Certainly fitness is not um, a way that you can do that by pushing buttons, you know. So it might be appropriate. You push the buttons to start the treadmill, but that way you're going to have to do some work. You have to actually work. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and I guess my one of my struggles is I'm a little bit old school. I'm not a big technology person or social media person or things like that. But uh you know, so it, it's I, I have to get better at that this year so I can connect with people because that's how people are running their lives now. So, yeah. And then I imagine you find a way to integrate that in with your programs and and help people achieve the goals even more. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. do. Yeah, we okay. sure do. But I'd love you to uh, jump into more and define um, you have a specific special strength and conditioning coaching ability that offers um, is it different in comparison to a regular personal trainer or how does that work? So, so I'll just, I guess, talk a little bit about my background. So I, I went to college. Uh, I graduated from Bridgewater State University in 1997. I have a physical education degree with a concentration in exercise science. Uh, so funny story. So I actually started as an athletic training major. I wanted to be an athletic trainer and, you know, be on the sidelines or at games and helping athletes with their injuries and things like that. Um, but I, so I was, you have to rip tape and I, was could not rip the tape and do the tape jobs that I was required to do and and after some some thought I I felt like I wanted to try to get more on the preventative side of injuries and things like that and so I went over and I changed my uh, concentration my major focus to exercise science Um, so initially I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach at a university Um, but as everybody you know you have certain plans when you're 18 19 years old and then life takes its twists and turns and and uh, so I elected not to go that route and elected to get into the corporate fitness field there too. Um, but the, the cool thing is the, I guess having the certification I have, which is, um, it's officially called a certified strength and conditioning specialist through the National Strength and Conditioning Association versus a regular personal trainer uh, certification is the strength and conditioning one is a little bit more geared towards um, athletes and I think that that's, it serves me best because for two reasons. One, I, I, on my part-time, I'm an assistant football coach at WPI, uh, so I get to use a little bit of that knowledge and those skills. And then the other thing, a lot of people are the weekend warriors. You know, They play softball and baseball and pick up basketball and things. So although they might have some general health goals, they want to lose weight, you know, look better, eat better, you know, get off cholesterol meds, but they still have that competitive athlete inside them and they still want to be better and, and at, uh, pick up basketball on Sunday morning. So I think it gives me an opportunity to help people. And I've had both certifications, but I just find for me, um, this serves me best, you know, but they're both great certifications and, you know, great, uh, great, you know, education and, you know, great things to have. And it allows you to apply to their personality as well, too, if they're talking about, like you said, the, the weekend warrior or they're trying to achieve that goal or they're trying to become more where it's through that fitness level that you can help them achieve that next level yeah. within their the goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So um, 
with your that personal background as your college football player, the, you also did a competitive power lifting and coaching the college football at WPI and applying that insight into what you offer through your programs. So could you jump into more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. The exercise science background, um, it helps because you learn a lot about anatomy and physiology and energy systems and how the body works. And there's a lot of science, hence the word science and the actual concentration. So there's certainly a lot of science. And I think for me, it was I've always been good at science and not so good in math and other things. But um, I think for me, and what I've learned over the 20 plus years that I've been in this industry is that the science is all really, it's good stuff and it's how the body works. And, you know, if you want to burn fat, you need to do things a certain way. But the thing to consider is that it's also an art too, because you could write a phenomenal program for somebody that's all science and research, research based. But if, you know, if it's not something that motivates them to do it, it's it's not going to work no matter how good it is. So I think there's a bit of an art to it, too, um, where you have to apply, obviously, all the concepts and all the things that are in the, the science aspect of fitness. But I think there's also an art to program design, you know, and factoring in client personality like you talked about, you know, what their goals, what their resources are and kind of putting the two together to, you know, try to put people in the best chance for success. And that's what you've implemented into your center to assist your clients with that mindset shift where they can accomplish the goals. You have other practitioners that have jumped in through acupuncture, chiropractic, my lymphatic system cleansing I have offered there. And through that has helped create that motivation. And you've seen that shift in your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And we, so we're certainly at our core, we're a fitness center, you know, with all the strength equipment, group fitness classes, personal training, cardiovascular equipment, things like that. But at the same time, becoming healthier um, for people, it, it's a different journey for different people. And we wanted to make sure that w- over the years we brought in some other services that would help enhance people's quest to get healthier and, and live more healthy lifestyles. So we offer massage, we offer acupuncture. Uh, we actually just brought in a chiropractor, so we have a partnership with that. Um, and then certainly, Melissa, um, with, you know, with you, you know, at the gym with the lymphatic cleansing is is huge and for us where people are at work it gives it makes it very convenient for people you know where it's like i need to do massage or i want to go do lymphatic cleansing or i I need to see a chiropractor because my back or my neck's bothering me it gives people this avenue where they can come down walk down the hall and come in and and take advantage of some of these things and it's great cross referral too you know Mm -hmm. certainly you know people need to do exercise so people go see the massage therapist or go see you and you recommend that they come see us and we learn about things going on with them, and we recommend they go see you. So I think I think it's an awesome partnership. Yep. And, and making that easy, like you said, to help create that motivation. If it's easy to do, then there's no excuses. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We try to – a lot of what we do is trying to eliminate excuses from people, no doubt, you know, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> and uh, do you have any specific uh, – uh, stories or uh, results or transformations that you've seen from beginning to end that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think, well, there's, there's been a, you know, been a lot of them, you know, I think, um, just the most recent one is have a client, you know, um, has a five-year-old baby. She's a corporate attorney. She's very, very busy. Um, so it's been difficult for her to find time. So she came in for a consultation. They kind of hit the wall, Um, enough was enough, you know, she wanted to lose weight. And I think that that's an important thing for people 
to consider with regards to change. You know, as human beings, I, I feel like we all resist change. You get in your comfort zone, and change is always a really difficult thing to go through, no matter what it is that, that you're trying to do. Um, but for her, I think the, the biggest thing was the, and I don't want to sound dramatic, but the pain of where she was with the weight she had gained, the health, the decrease in her health, that pain for those things happening had become greater than the pain of change. And that's when I guess so the, the magic would happen because now not only do they have a goal, but they've got an emotional connection to that goal that, and now they're not going to let things interfere and let roadblocks keep them from achieving that goal. So I think that that's really critical for people is you have to have a goal. You have to have a specific goal. It's got to be realistic. It's got to be something that you can attain, but there's got to be a deep emotional connection to it. You know, so I think that that's just critical. And it's interesting because we try to help everybody as much as we can. But I, I, if I had 10 people come in and based on a five-minute conversation with them, I could give you a pretty good estimate of how many people would succeed just based on how emotional and how important that goal is to them, deep inside them. And would you consider that one of um, your biggest obstacles is um, the emotions that they're going through at this point of their change? Or are there other ones you've observed as well? Yeah, I, I think emotion could certainly be an obstacle um, because especially when you start talking about eating and, and things like that and with food and food can be a very emotional um, thing. And I know as a child, I was a very obese, overweight child. And, uh, you know, my, I, my, I love my parents. You know, they, they did, you know, the best that they could in things, but uh, and I'm grateful for all their love. But I think, it, you know, they didn't know anything about health and fitness. They were both smokers, you know, where you know, fairly sedentary in their lifestyle and things like that, you know, and as a result, I was sedentary and, and a really overweight. So I, I think having that background helps me connect with people a little bit, you know, if they've, you know, that we're just at a different time, you know, I'm, I was overweight and obese when I was a kid and kind of went the other way and they went, maybe were fit and healthy when they were a kid and are now going the other way. Um, but uh, I think that that's, you know, I think that that's important to be able to connect with people. Yeah, because it comes from a place of passion and being, being there. And it, and it is, like you talked about, the, the emotional connection. Yeah, where absolutely. Going through those emotions and overcoming that uh, has really led you to this point where you're helping other people transform and overcome that as well. Yeah. And we are about to, uh, to go on break, but I want to come back and not only elaborate more on uh, the background, but also talk more about the, the differences between the cardiovascular training, the strength training, and more of the benefits of working with the trainer to really mm. refine awesome. that point. And uh, we're going to also jump into, of course, um, your youth and college insight, which, which really helps people when they're talking to the younger generation uh, or from an older perspective. So, so I appreciate it. We'll look forward to it and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want more insight to transform your health and your world? Visit Roots2WingsTransformations.org and join the email list for the radio show Insight Living with Vitality provided by Melissa Alexander. While on her website, learn more about lymphatic system cleansing, additional services offered, read reviews, and how you can start your own transformation. Visit R2WTransformations.org. That's R, the number two, WTransformations.org and download your free self-assessment guide to get started now. Contact Melissa today and ask for insight. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Insight Living with Vitality, provided by Melissa Alexander. If you would like to reach the program today, our toll free number is 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to melissa at r2wtransformations.org. That's melissa at r, the number 2, wtransformations.org. Now, back to Insight, Living with Vitality. Welcome back. I am your host, Melissa Alexander, and here with me is my featured guest, Galen Holmes. He is the general manager of the Campus Fitness Center here in bustling Marlboro, Massachusetts. His center is exclusive to the lucky employees of a multi-business industrial office park. You can visit his website at campusfitnesscenter.com to learn more about him, his programs, and for inspiration to get your body moving. We were previously talking about um, why Galen had decided to dive into the very competitive health and fitness industry, how his background, but also how he has applied that to coaching youth today. I'd love you to jump back in and describe more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess, so I, I was like, before we went on break, Melissa, I uh, kind of described it as an obese, kind of unfit, unhealthy kid. And then, um, you know, and then I, I started playing sports and started playing football and I turned into essentially like workout maniac. So I, I remember uh, my, my dad was in a bowling league, so I used to go up there, play arcade games. And then there was a guy who used to clean the alley, saw me with a football jersey on and a bowling alley and saw me with a football jersey on and he was a bodybuilder. So he was really into working out and so he, uh, so he made a deal with me that in exchange for me helping him clean some tables, he would uh, help me with some workout ideas and things. So that was around sixth grade, and then I just really took a liking to it. Um, so I was a bit of a workout maniac when I was in high school and, and through college. Um, I always found that just the science behind it really interesting. So it just became like it just comes naturally to me to work in this thing, and I always felt like I wasn't sure what I would do for a living as I was growing up, um, but I knew I just wanted to do something that I enjoyed because that was – one thing my parents always impressed upon me was if you if you do what you love to do, you won't work a day in your life. So I think that that was, you know, really, and the, really The good. happiness that, that comes from because it, you're, every single day you're going to work happy because you're passionate and, and your your objectives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's really great to, to just see people who come in and are struggling with weight, with strength, with, 
you know, I can't play with my kids the way I want, or I want to climb a mountain, but I'm, I can't right now because I got this issue and I'm unfit and unhealthy, whatever it might be. And it's just so rewarding to work with these people on a daily basis and see them, their faces light up when they can start to do things that they, that they couldn't do. Um, I take a lot of gratification in that. I think it's the thing that kind of motivates me the most about what I do. Absolutely, to, to see that transformation. And uh, do you have something then that you suggest people should consider before they begin an exercise program? Uh, I imagine you have a certain process that you like to go through before they actually start on the treadmill or, or what's suggested. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is the way we work with people, as I talked a little bit about in the beginning, come in for a consultation. So the one thing that we do, all the programming that we do with our members is it's all individual based. So some people come in and choose to work out on their own, but most people come in, they want some guidance, you know, and it's like if, unless you're like a a tax person, you're probably going to someone to get your taxes done, you know, and and even when I do get people, because sometimes, you know, it's people, maybe they're hesitant to work with a trainer and things like that. And I, I guess the way I always handle that is I ask them what they do for work and, you know, maybe they're an engineer or an accountant. I was well, is it possible for you to teach me in one one-hour session everything I need to know to be an engineer? And the answer is always no. And the thing is, there's so much information out there on the internet, in magazines, social media, that people feel in some ways that they have all the knowledge that they have because it's constantly in their face. And the big thing that a trainer will do is they will go and help determine what are that what pieces of that information actually is relevant to you because it's not all relevant. There's a ton of good information, but there's also, we know the internet's full of some really bad information too. And even the good information not may not be right for you. So I think it's important that a, a trainer can help with those things. And I get every day, you know, we're working with people and it's, hey, Galen, I read this or I heard about this. And is this a good diet? And what do you think about this? And because they're seeing these things all the time. So it's it's good. So it's a big part of not even just like the actual workouts and training plans that we do, but a lot of it's just education too, you know, to help them just uh, have good base knowledge in other areas as well. And uh, they utilize you as a resource because uh, it might apply to, you know, like you said, that person next door to them, but it doesn't apply to them in their specific case or their background or where their goals are that, that, you've, that you've helped them achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest thing is, so the typical person that might come into our gym that we would work with would be, you know, a, I, I guess a, your average, we'll just say desk jockey, you know, probably... Mm-hmm has a busy job, you know, got a couple of kids, you know, busy, maybe coaching their children's sports teams involved in their church or other social activities, you know, and have kind of let their health and fitness go. And then they finally, the pain of change has exceeded the the pain of staying in that unhealthy state. So they kind of, they see us. Um, so the, I guess the first thing is I always with people is in the, I use this exact phrase is we want to start slow. I want people to leave, especially the first few workouts, wishing like we did more instead of wishing like we did less. Because if someone comes in and does a workout with you and you're so sore the next day that you can't move, they're not coming back. Yeah. You know, and you may, uh, they're going to now not join a gym. They're not going to work with any trainer, you know, and now you're essentially demotivating them instead of inspiring them for change. So I always emphasize to people, especially at the first couple of workouts, the goal is not to just make you sore because we could do that. It, just because it hurts doesn't mean it's good for you. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be any more fit. In fact, you might get hurt. 
So what we want to focus on is basics, technique and form, and then what we want to do is then gradually just build. You know, I always like to joke with people, it's Rome wasn't built in a, in a day, it took at least a week. So you got to give me at least a week. So, but, it, you know, it takes some time. But So it's trying to find that balance, going back to motivation between people who are like hungry and eager to get started. And now you have to channel that energy that they bring to the table a little bit so that they don't overdo it and end up setting themselves back before they've even taken a step forward. So we always emphasize going slow, you know, wish you did more. I uh, wish you did a little bit more than wishing you did less and just gradually building things, you know, we want people to stick with it. You know, it's a marathon. It's, it's not a sprint, you know, it's going to take time. So, and, and that's where you help them to shift their mindset from just that temporary, you know, new year's resolution to have it become a permanent solution in their life. And to think that way, that this is not a sprint. We are going to make this your life and complete that for them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's most of the people that I work with at this particular location, it's not a lot of people that coming in and want to have a six pack and things like that, you know, cause that takes some extreme training and nutritional things that you have to do. Um, but you know, and I've, we really, we don't focus on the things that people cannot do. We focus on the things that people can do. So maybe someone comes in and they don't have the mobility, the core strength, or the flexibility to perform a proper squat. So we're not going to squat. We're going to find the things that we can do and then work based on, on those types of things. Um, you know, and I, and I really, the thing that people notice the most, after two weeks you start working out, yeah, you'll be a little stiff, a little sore, but you're going to notice an increase in energy, you know. Um, and people start to feel a little bit more energy, and then they start to, hey, maybe the scale moves a little bit. Or like, hey, you know, I could – you know, do 100 pounds on this exercise before, now I can do 110 pounds, you know, um, that motivates them, you know, and they want to keep coming back and then it just, it snowballs, you know, Mm -hmm. but the key is to start with a small ball and gradually build it up. And how has that motivation changed over time? I imagine at the very beginning versus now, and like you mentioned, the social media, the technology, but also different people with their requests. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, Melissa, because so when, when I was, First out of college, you know, I was a former college football player, so I'm a, I'll admit it here on the internet radio waves that I am a, I'm a, I was a meathead, you know, uh, but certainly my own training and things have changed over the years too, as I've gotten older and, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, I think so I had initially, when I first started training, I was in trying to get people to accept the goals that I had for them versus letting them set their own goals, you know, and I've over the last 15 years have, have really gotten a lot better at doing that, which I think has been been good. Because if it's something that's important to you, you're more likely to put the effort into it. So like at home, we try to, you know, get my son to, who's 13 today, happy birthday, Keller, but try to get him to um, clean his room, you know, and it's, it's a hassle sometimes because I'm a bit of a neat freak. But I guess the big thing is like try to, it, it, and it comes back to working with people is, you know, we'll give them, things to do and then we always make sure we explain how these things are going to help them achieve their goals because if you know how it's going to help people are more likely to stick with it engage in those activities on a regular basis um and with that knowledge of how uh, rather than just oh do this and and trust me it'll work you teach them you train them and you assist them absolutely you know absolutely we want people to leave with with you know good knowledge and and things like that you know because you know people come in and train 
they might come in at our gym. You know, we don't see a lot of people three days a week. A lot of like people will exercise three or four days a week, but they work with a trainer one day a week, you know, and what happens is we want to make sure that they've got some good knowledge. So when they are training on their own and working out on their own, that they can do so safely and effectively. Exactly. And not just staying there like I was at the beginning, pushing those buttons, you know, hoping something worked. Yep. You know, they, you know, you know it's going to work. Yeah. Did it ever work? <laughs> well, no. No. <laughs> well, the, and, and that's why it's one of those things, you know, that to be, have that knowledge and the ability to use the equipment properly, but also the training that, that you then provide them. Absolutely. And, um, and you've also implemented into your center to assist your clients with their overall health, their mind shift, their, their stress relief, and their engagement by putting in the chiropractic, the uh, acupuncture, and all those access and have it be easy. Your lymphatic system first cleansing was with me back in uh, June 2017. And um, what did you experience with that cleansing and how did that assist you with your fitness goals and your mindset goals that you then wanted to offer that to your clients? Yeah, so it was, so I know we met at, I think, um, a health fair. Yeah, yep, fun. we met at a health fair and I'm always interested in different things that are available to help people's and people improve health. You know, I feel like it's my role as the general manager is to offer people the tools and then help them decide what tools are best and also for people to decide the things that they want to do. Um, so I was, I was my, I was curious, you know, I'd never, I wasn't familiar with it at all. So it came down, had a session and it, it was really, really good. I, you know, I always like to try things before we bring them into the fitness center. You know, even we all know the benefits of massage therapists, but we never bring in a massage therapist unless, you know, we've had a chance to have them work with us a little bit. So we get a feel for their personality. We want to make sure it's a good fit, but it was really, really good. Um, I think, you know, for me, as I've as I get older and my personal goals, I'm less interested in how much weight I can lift and things like that. And more just working to trying to stay upright every day, you know, with some nagging injuries and things, but also just being a, a healthier person and being a good example for my, for my son. Uh, but it was really good. I think the, it was very relaxing. Um, and I, it's so hard to describe, but I just, I felt so clean and pure after, like I, I didn't want to like do anything but drink water, you know, because I was afraid I was going to ruin my like my little high I got there. Oh, I was like your, your body was put through a filter. Yeah, yeah it, like was, a, it was. Yeah. All, all squeegee yeah. clean, and and you were able to just feel that lightness, feel that energy, feel that uh, that, that that your body had been holding on to maybe a little bit of some something extra that it didn't need anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was really, really good. So right then and there. I knew I was like, this is something that we got to give people access to, yeah. you know. Um, Especially in the, in the stressful environment that uh, corporations and the, and the work environments can, can bring that to the surface. And absolutely. that you can get rid of that stress and then you can help them maintain their bodies and their mindset connection. Absolutely. The number one thing that we, when people come in, is they want to lose weight, right? That's And they, they want to lower stress. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's those are the reasons why they want to exercise, you know. And we... With goal setting, we just try to, you know, I try to emphasize with people, like, certainly you want some specific goals and things, and, and that those are super important, but you got to focus a little bit on process-oriented goals, you know. If you start exercising three, four days a week, and you start making some changes to your eating habits, you're going to lose some weight, you know, it's a, you know, instead of, you know, being a slave to the scale and, you know, jumping on the scale every day and things like that. Focus on the process, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and, and that's where you've seen the most benefit with the clients. And and any um, specific thoughts on how you then incorporate strength training? So so they've, okay. they've gone through the weight, but then to then build up that strength and then build up their heart health with the cardiovascular training. I'd love to hear more about okay. that. Okay, so what I find is most people gravitate to what's what they would perceive to be non-intimidating and the things that they feel comfortable with. O- almost everybody's ridden an exercise bike. Almost everybody's utilized a treadmill at some point in their life. Or they've been a runner or a walker at some point. Um, but if you're pressed for time, that may not be the most efficient way to achieve your goals, whether it's building strength or whether it's cardiovascular health. So what we try to do is find a good balance of cardiovascular fitness along with strength training so people can gain the best of both worlds. Because the reality is, even if someone doesn't want to do strength training, I guess we not trick them, but we will design a strength program that will elicit also a cardiovascular response. So that way they can gain the best of both worlds. Because, and I'm a, I would, if, if I would always recommend to people, if you are short on time, and this is my personal belief and a hundred other trainers could maybe tell you something different and, and they would be right too. It goes what you believe in and what you've had success with working with people. But I believe if you had three days a week and you only had 30 minutes per session, you would be better off doing strength training workouts because you can certainly design them in a way that will help gain some cardiovascular fitness, but you cannot take a treadmill workout and have it benefit strength. Um, and as we get older, with, especially with females with bone density and being able to function and just being able to do the things that we have to do every day, take out the trash, mow the lawn, go grocery shopping, carry things upstairs, change light, like all those things, that's important to have good strength and good mobility so you can do those types of things. The, the common uh, population that's resistant are females because they associate strength training with bodybuilding. So they always, well, I don't want to get big. I don't want big arms. And, you know, you don't have a f- typical female doesn't have the right hormonal uh, systems in their body or enough testosterone to create those changes, you know, so it's bringing it back to here's how the strength training is going to help you actually lose body fat and lose weight and those types of things. So, um, so I think that that's really important too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and with you know, someone who comes to you and says they're too busy to exercise or too busy to do, <laughs> oh, to, yeah. to make that uh, that progress, but but also when you talk about the cardiovascular health, I mean the the rampantness of heart disease or cholesterol yep. that that that's something you don't see physically on the outside. It's not something that you can necessarily, you know, d- jump into un- unless it's um, a warning sign. Yep, absolutely. I. I so just to, I guess, branch off in a different direction, when you think of the, the medical community, so you so I went to my annual physical and had my checkup with my doctor, and she knows what I do for a living, and, you know, uh, so she doesn't really talk to me about exercise, but, you know, typically you see ads for a lot of prescription medications and things like that, and, and I guess I always go by this, like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, so if you can just start to dedicate a little bit of time... Um, uh-huh. Yeah. A, a little, little bit of time. A little bit of time to do to, to the, um, but, but also uh, we're about to go on break. Um, and when we come back, I'd love to be able to jump into that uh, that session with your doctor and, and get that experience from that personal perspective. Okay. So thank Welcome you. We'll be it. right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want more insight to transform your health and your world? Visit Roots2WingsTransformations.org and join the email list for the radio show Insight Living with Vitality provided by Melissa Alexander. While on her website, learn more about lymphatic system cleansing, additional services offered, read reviews, and how you can start your own transformation. Visit R2WTransformations.org That's R, the number 2, WTransformations.org and download your free self-assessment guide to get started now. Contact Melissa today and ask for insight follow the voice america talk radio network on twitter we're at voice america trn you'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and general happenings that you should know about at the voice america talk radio network now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office just go to twitter.com forward slash voice america trn or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Insight Living with Vitality, provided by Melissa Alexander. If you would like to reach the program today, our toll free number is 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to melissa at r2wtransformations.org. That's melissa at r, the number 2, wtransformations.org. Now, back to Insight, Living with Vitality. Welcome back. I'm your host, Melissa Alexander, and here with me is my featured guest, Galen Holmes. He is the general manager of the Campus Fitness Center here in bustling Marlboro, Massachusetts. His center is exclusive to the lucky employees of the multi-business industrial office park. You can visit Galen's website at campusfitnesscenter.com to learn more about him, his programs, and for inspiration to get your body moving. And we were just talking with Galen about uh, his personal experience, um, not only with the doctor and in fitness, but we're going to jump into how um, with your son and his health and how he plays basketball and, and your experience with assisting youth to become better in their fitness regimen. Absolutely. So over my career, I've, had, I've, been, I've worked with kids. Uh, I've worked with Division I athletes and uh, worked with, um, you know, obviously the average, primarily what I work with now, the average desk worker you know, uh, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I think my, my son, he always, he regularly every week always says to me, dad, why are you always talking about health? You know, and I always impress upon him, like health is a gift and you need to start at a young age, appreciating that gift and doing things to maintain and improve that gift. Because 
it's, you know, obviously you don't want to go and then get later on in your life. And then all of a sudden you've lost health and wish maybe you had the chance to, or went back and would do things a little bit differently, you know, with maybe you would, wouldn't smoke and maybe you would eat a better diet and exercise a little bit. So he definitely uh, gives me a hard time and that's okay. Cause I think all parents with kids, it's, you know, your kids uh, certainly aren't going to like everything that you have to say. So, um, but he, it's interesting. So he plays basketball. And I guess you, so I do get people that ask me periodically, hey, can you write a program for my son? You know, and, and we don't serve outside populations here. So I so I typically don't. And I, I always get, you know, the best thing for for kids, what they really need is supportive and encouraging parents to give them tools to be active. Um, I think the best thing for kids with regards to staying fit is to play multiple sports and not just train for one sport because it makes it more fun and engaging for the child. They develop their bodies in different ways as well. Um, so I think that that's really important too. And and I think too for, for kids, I think specialization, I have a, a friend of mine who owns a, a small training studio and he has a lot of hockey players that come in and He's like a lot of these, you know, 10, 11 and 12 year old hockey players already have overuse injuries because that's all they do is play hockey year round uh, with very few breaks to do anything else. So um, but I think the best thing, like just get back into more general health is parents that definitely encourage your kids to be healthy. Don't look at it as, you know, well, they can worry about that stuff later, you know, because the sooner you start appreciating those things, the better you'll take care of those things and make better decisions about what you put in your body and smoking and exercising and things like that. And and I like how you touched upon uh, the overusage because if you do the same activity over and over again and uh, your body is no longer challenged, then then you do you see that overusage and you can see that your body is is actually calling for something different. So yeah, so you, you make a guess, you you keep it on you know the, doing different things that that you'd absolutely be able to then compound upon that and make that overall whole integrated process and from a holistic perspective uh, rather than just in that one streamlined way absolutely and it so just with it's important for kids to play different sports and and also have just some play time you know I, th- I think as adults we all want to go out and like structure you know everything so I'm a, I'm a football coach and so my son had a birthday party like four or five years ago so I'm out there organizing teams putting in play but you know my wife is like what are you doing just let the kids play and I'm yeah. like you know what you're at, you're absolutely right I do need to let the kids play but you know and I think adults are the kind of the same thing too you know and it's I think it's it's important too that you know obviously as a trainer with people will uh, go ahead and advise them and recommend things and design things for them to do but then I also like to give people choice in their programs as well because that gives them some ownership and then anytime you have ownership in anything you're going to be more likely to stick with it versus I have to do this thing, this trainer wrote for me, you know, or if it's like, hey, this is my design. So I do require my son exercises three days a week. Um, and we have a deal. I have a short little program I wrote for him. You know, it's only about 10 minutes and it's more about just creating that habit more than the fitness benefits that he'll gain. And then the other, he can do whatever he wants, you know, so, so it's kind of cool that way. And I try to apply that even with uh, adults too, giving them some choice and into the things that they do as well. And in that playtime, they said it with, applies with the kids, but also with the adults. So Absolutely. You, you give them that playtime, give them those activities or group activities where it can be combined with social, but it also can be combined with the ability to get progress. Absolutely. Going to. I had attended a, a, a seminar 
where uh, a doctor had talked. He had been essentially devoted his uh, work to study metabolism. And so he introduced me to this idea called NEAT. And it's non-exercise thermogenic activity. So, so basically, or activity thermogenesis, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically what it is is it's the sum total of all the activity you get in your life outside of your formalized exercise or workouts. So things that would be included in that, walking, playing ultimate frisbee, going for a hike, uh, riding, going for a bike ride, walking laps around the office at work, standing and just maybe lightly marching in place while you're on a conference call at your desk, all those different things. And what he found was that if people can get 180 minutes of this neat activity uh, during every single week, in addition to a couple other formalized workouts, that they will be 10 to 20% more likely to successfully lose weight, but also keep weight off. The other thing is life always throws twists and turns. So you might be a person who goes to the gym religiously four days a week. However, sometimes maybe you get a little injury or something blows up at work or there's stuff going on in your personal family life. You have to be able to find ways so it doesn't become an inactive period. And that's where using this neat idea can come into play. Just finding other ways. How can I be active? You know, the simplest thing is take the stairs. If you're not taking, if you're walking by the stairs to go Take the elevator, you're missing out on an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if you're parking at the closest possible spot to your office door, you're missing out on an opportunity as well. Except in New England, when there's a foot of snow, then you can park <laughs> yeah. close because you're going to get your knee <laughs> by shoveling. You don't want to slip on that black ice. That's right. That's right. And you're going to be shoveling. So. <laughs> but yes, and, and, but people don't realize that that is an opportunity for fitness their brain and their body at the same time absolutely the social aspect the play aspect and though yes they're not officially in gym clothes sweating or having to shower or that formality it can still lead towards the goals absolutely and um and that sounds like it's a perfect structure to make that combination to not have it be that intimidation or i have to go do this again or or have that excuse be i'm too tired it's it's fun and and, and engaging and we have a, a couple of people that come into our gym so they work here on campus and they uh come in three times a day every single day and they don't change into exercise clothes they're they're strictly reducing stress want to get a little bit of healthier so they come in in the morning one guy does he does um some upper body machines comes in at lunch walks on the treadmill or pedals the bike for like 10 minutes and then comes back later in the day and does like some some lower body and some core. And he breaks it down. He's not working out of sweat. He's not, you know, uh, training for the Olympics or anything. But for his goal of just health and becoming more active and finding a way to increase my activity level, you know, he's he's taking advantage of it. People always ask, like, who is that guy that comes in? He's in, like, work clothes. And, like, hey, you know what? He's in there every day. He's getting 30 minutes of activity. He's doing some strength. He's doing some cardio. Like, you know, and uh, I was breaking up his day. I, I wish more people would do that. You know, it doesn't all have to be a, you can't, you don't just put fitness in a box where it has to be, I have to go do this regimented workout with bench pressing and squatting and lunging and all these different things. It can be whatever you want. You just got to find things you like to do because those are the things that you'll stick with and you'll be more sustainable with your activity. Yeah. And we've seen um, that shift to people now standing at their desk, or uh, I've even seen like a treadmill desk, people walking at the desk. <laughs> so yeah. so you can do that work and get your activity at the same time and 
have your brain benefit because of that. Absolutely. And um, so what do you think is there's such an overwhelming issue in the nation and the world with obesity and re- overall reduced health? Uh, what, what would be your viewpoint on that? I know you touched a little bit on uh, the story with you with your doctor, and but what do you think is there that specific? Yeah, I think like just going back to the doctor, and I, I'm going to ask her next time, but is, you know, they should have exercise physiologists in these doctor's office because if you go to the doctor and your cholesterol is a little high, your blood pressure is a little high, um, you know, maybe they'll give you some medicine, maybe they won't, but generally everybody's going to walk out, hey, lose weight and start exercising. And then someone who doesn't know what to do, that can be, that's too broad of a picture, you know, but if they had a chance in a doctor's office to meet with an exercise physiologist who could at least give them some more specific guidelines and, and some follow-up and things like that, I think it would be a lot more successful, you know, um, you know, just, it's just, this, it's too broad of a picture, go start exercising, you know, um, because there's so much information, people can easily get overwhelmed, oh my gosh, what should I do, you know, and, and that's, you know, the thing I love about that knee concept is, you know, everybody can walk, you know, everybody can take the stairs, everybody can, or just about everybody can do those things and should take full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And, and through those obstacles uh, that, that you see that if they provided that information or the streamline from the overwhelming mess of information out there on social media, pre-can resources, people's opinions, mm-hmm. you know, you, you talk to each person, you're going to get a whole different <laughs> suggestion. You really refine it and you have it at a trainer perspective, create that own personalized plan for you and that you can set those goals, put it on paper if, the, if that's what the person's personality wants to see. They want to see it done in steps or do they want to just have this broad, you know, free flowing atmosphere, but that trainer would then be able to help make that decision and then they could move forward rather than just be overwhelmed by the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a... Something that we're missing in, I guess, the medical care. Everything is treating symptoms. You know, like, oh, your blood pressure is high, take this pill. You know, and I would just like to see it work, work I guess, move more toward a, a preventative thing than a, than a treating symptoms type than of thing. That, yeah, and, and have it be as an integrative where, you can, like you've already shown through your center, that, that integrative atmosphere it lends itself to people can then tap into one thing or another or do both or do everything yep, you know, absolutely. based on that and keeps that motivation. And you also touch a little bit on a diet and eating to support the goals since people mostly want to lose weight but also be better mindset to connection of digestion. What do you focus on and provide in the aspect of the eating realm? So, and that's, that's always the, so if someone's trying to lose weight or lose body fat, it's really what you, what you eat has more of an impact than anything you can do from a fitness perspective. So the saying is you can't out train a bad diet. So you could be doing all these great workouts that are perfectly designed for you and what you're trying to attain. But if you're, if you're putting garbage in your body, um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see the results. You're not gonna see the benefit. Um, on a daily basis, we get asked about this diet. What do you think of Atkins? What do you think of Weight Watcher? What do you think about all these different things? And I'm not going to express my opinions about anything here. I think that's outside the scope of the show. But the things I give people as a guidance are to ask themselves this question. One, is it sustainable? Can you see yourself eating in that pattern for the rest of your life? 
And if the answer is no, then it's not for you, you know, because different ways of eating, there's all different types of fasting diets now and low carb and high protein and no carb and high carb, all these different things. You have to find what works for you. And you might have to go through a little bit of trial and error to get to that point. But but no matter what eating plan you're following, Melissa, you can build it around making healthy choices. Lean meats, fresh fruits and vegetables, plenty of water, take fish oil every day, you know, and make sure that you're limiting simple sugars and soda, baked goods, those types of things. Now, the tricky thing is, so with people is you have to, we, you know, we, we want to find a balance, right? So I, I certainly, and I'm, I'm, I love food, you know, mm. thank goodness I love to work out because I love food, you know, nice. um, and I, I'll admit it here on the radio that I do probably eat a little bit more than I should at times, but fortunately I have access to a gym and I can get in there and try to work it off. But um, and, and you know that you're indulging and, and with that indulgence that, that, yes, you can combat it by upping your exercise or doing this to be able to maintain your balance. Absolutely. Overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But so it's finding so for people for an eating plan, find it sustainable. You know, as you research it, look at it and figure out like, is this something that I can do for a long period of time? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not a good choice. Um, and I just if people just focus more on eating for health, you know, and making good choices, boy, and just combine that with some consistent, you know exercise and the results will come you know the results will come you know and it'll come from a healthy perspective rather than trying to force your body and your mind to to adhere to something that you don't like absolutely and and that positive mindset is really where i'd I'd love to be able to uh, share my positive mindset that i want to thank you for your insight today and helping me accelerate my knowledge refine my skills and live with more vitality because with this knowledge you can apply it and you can grow from that and I see here within your clients that same continued progress and transformation and I'm happy to be a part of your team and I look forward to sharing more with you in the future absolutely thanks again this was great and I hope I have a chance to do it again in the future thank you thank you Thank you for joining us this week for Insight Living with Vitality, provided by Melissa Alexander. Tune in for more Insight next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy and enlightening week.